This episode is brought to you by the Step Brewers Merch Store. We have the freshest craft beer podcast tees, hoodies and socks in the game. Everything from a Juice Wolf tea through to an awful Papa Sweden tea. We have it all. Head on over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Step Brewers to check out the range and help support your favourite most average beer podcast today. feel about them. I feel pretty good about them. You know, I feel like... Thank you for opening all those. Um, That's how I feel about pale ales. You just want to open them and rip into them, you know. Pale ales have, you know, taken a bit of a step back, especially for us in the last year, year and a half, two years here at Step Brewers. But, uh, look, pale ales are back. Sorry, I was just—I was trying to pour like Ian, and I just felt like too big a fuckboy. Yeah, way. I get it. Um, parallels are back. They're delicious. They're tasting great. They always have, but we need to drink more of them because they don't hurt you as much as other beers. Is <laughs> 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 um, it just about pain factor? This is pure pain factor, but geez, some uh, great craft breweries are doing some great things with some great. Pale ales, and it's a core staple in the range. Let's be real. This is great. We were keeping the doubles to like, you know, take photos of, but Clint's just fucking opened them. Oh, did you want those to take photos? No, I thought that was a very fun, good intro, to be honest. It's it it the, was, great intro. One of the best intros of the year, for sure. So, Pale ales, let's, um, you know, we've got some great Pale ales that people might have not heard of before. Um, things you might want to rip into instead of your normal standard pale ales. Support your brewer. Pale That's ales, right. the money maker. Um, and affordable, and all fairly affordable prices as well. And it's great beers for the price. You know, we want something approachable when you get a pale ale, and well priced, I think. So, what have we got? Oh, before we rip in the first one, do we have some news beer? Beer news. Beer news. News beer. Beer news. We Let's, have it. We do. We it? found it. We do. We it? have it. We have some. Let's do it. Papa Sweden! It's a bit awkward. Oh, there it is. Beer news, go. Right, beer news. Fresh up. Cooper's malting. Why? Well, Cooper's is Australia's biggest... No, I do appreciate people that make malt. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do like beer. Um, Cooper's malting. So, Cooper's Brewery, we all know as Australia's biggest independent brewer, still family-owned. Um, they open their own malting facility. What does that mean? They take barley, they turn it into malt, we require that for beer. Now, it is doing very well. Is it reasonably priced for you as a brewer? Do you know? I haven't used it yet. Okay. Um, some bags went around recently around the country and people are saying good things. I'm going to get some and check it out because... I'll be real yeah. Cooper's Green was one of the beers and Cooper's Red that got me into craft beer. Where do you get your malt from now, you know, and why would you be making a change to go with something like that potentially, though? Um, so right now I use uh, a lot of, a uh, little bit of Tasmanian malt. Yep. Um, a lot of New Zealand malt. Okay. From Gladfield. So it's all, yeah, a lot of New Zealand stuff. Yeah, a lot of Gladfield malt. I really love the Gladfield malt. Um, but yeah, some Tasmanian stuff as well, some Victorian stuff and some imported stuff. But Cooper's... If they can smash out a really good base malt, that's that malt that makes up, you know, 80, 90% of a beer. Mm. That's going to be good for Australia. I'm down with that. So I'll, I'll check some out. But yeah, apparently it's doing very well. Like maybe better than people expected. Well, very smart for them. Tap into that cheaper product. Because Cascade wholesale. had a malting facility way back when, didn't they? Cascade had a malting facility up until a few years ago, which they have shut down. Silly. In Tasmania, where you have such a huge whiskey culture, and we grow malt, uh, we grow barley, we send it to Victoria to be malted, and then it gets sold it just back seems to us. Really yes. expensive. It yeah. seems silly. Yes, malting is not a cheap activity. Actually, fun fact: 
Van Diemen's Brewery malting their own barley that they grow on site. Yeah, they do everything there. Mm, Grain to glass, baby. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks, Will. Um, In other news, and this is a close one for us, have you seen the new Modus Tinnies? Man, they're hot. They've been out for a while now, but have we had any? I haven't had any any yet either. Um, Will you have any, is my question. Yeah, I will. So it's former tenant, Sonic Prayer, Pale, and Session. What did they get rid of? They got rid of Silent Night Porter, didn't they? That was only ever... As a, lim- as a limited. To tap us. It's not a limited, it's just tap us only. Oh, was it? It's all not, it's fine. Um, does anyone care? Um, I think it's going to, I think they're really going to try and hit some bigger markets with that, I think. Yeah, do you reckon that they're like pushing a, um, pushing a Dan Murphy's push? Because I, someone told me as well that their, um, their best before dates have changed and like extended. Right. In that change. Yeah, so. that could be it. Uh, but I also think, like, I've always loved their 500ml cans, but I feel like that's a very intimidating-looking size for a lot of general consumers. Um, it's an intimidating s- price point. And an intimidating price point as well. Um, I'll, so I'll, I'll be real, I still haven't had Future Factory 2. Yeah, right. Because uh, I just... It's expensive. No one wants to drop $20 on a beer. Yeah, look, it was like 18, 1850 or something, a 500ml can. And normally I don't give a shit what a can costs, but that's been that one moment where I've gone, oh, come on guys, I, th- I feel like you're taking the piss now. Like, yeah, it was very expensive. Like but... I know Goose Island are owned by AB and Bev, but you know, look at the price we could buy Bev and Counties for. Did you see our thoughts on it on the podcast and on the Instagram? I did, we, I did. I, I do have a spare can if you need to buy one. Look, I still would like to try it. Um, but a little bit older now, but still probably got enough hops in it to linger around in the cold fridge as well. So. Yeah. So look, I'm really excited to see what motors do. I feel like this is, you know, laying a few pavers down, you know, for a to go bigger, for the big, yeah, go for some bigger things. And I think they've definitely got the capabilities yeah. to do that. It's just making their products approachable for everyone. Yeah. Could well be, could well be, you yeah. know, they've gone on with a pretty solid core, um, Sonic Prayer in the in the core is good. Well, they're already known for their consistency. Yep, yep. Um, so we did drop some beer gossip uh, nearly a month ago now about Dennis leaving Mo- Modus. And, you know, we didn't research that at all. We just dropped it and unfounded Left it. Left it like a mic drop. Pretty much. Mm. Well, it's true. So the young man has left. Congrats to him on his career at Modus. Bigger congrats to what he'll do next, um, and we'll be really excited to see what happens there. Not saying where he is, because not quite sure. So we still don't know where he's going yet. I know where he's going. Oh. But I'm not sure if I'm supposed to know. No, you can, you know, slide into our DMs if you want any further information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or, I mean, just like stalk his Insta, because he might have just oh, posted. Yeah. I, I, I'm just not saying anything, because I don't know if I'm supposed to no, say anything. I, I know where I respect him, though. I don't know. Fuck you guys. What? No, I'm stupid, though. Uh, wherever he's going, it's going to be epic. Cool. Yeah. Um, epic Brewery? <laughs> that would have been so good that would have been so good uh, alright well beer news that's fine that's all done is what it? we need to do is slam some pale ales cool let's do it thank you thank you for that comparison got a boost those very similar boost those numbers pump those numbers up um <laughs> I'm oh. glad no one else could see what we just saw. That was awful. Who doesn't like Matthew, though? Yeah. Who doesn't like Wolf of Wall Street? A lot of people. Well, he's a bad person. I've read the book. Um, he's awful. Interstellar, great movie. Shut your mouth. Interstellar is a fucking fantastic movie. movie. Too spicy for you, man? It, it is spicy. But is it too spicy? I don't know. What? You haven't seen it? No, everyone go see Interstellar. This is now a movie podcast. Why <laughs> are we talking about Pale Isles? You know why... Because I don't want to work on a hangover tomorrow. And because they're the entry beers for everyone. And they're what makes a brewer's brewery tick a lot of the time. Um, so, I mean, 
talk to any brewer or listen to any brewer talk and they will tell you that pale ales can make up to 60 or 70% of their revenue, which sounds boring as fuck as a beer nerd. But we want that to happen so they can brew the fun stuff. Mm. So, pale ales. Let's praise the pale a little more. Let's get back on the pale bandwagon because it's summer, it's hot as balls, and we need to drink a lot of beers at once. Sometimes. And we've been having some very tasty pale ales, you know, when we've been out and about. And, you know, sometimes you just want to slam them. A couple of episodes ago, we touched on, you know, the hop sauce and from Sauce Brewing, and that Fantastic was beer. Uh, Fantastic incredible beer. core lineup beer from them, and that's just the pale ale. Um, you can get some really good flavours into a pale ale. Oh, that hop sauce beer is fantastic. You know, don't think of a pale ale as being boring, especially when, you know, some great craft brewery breweries are, you know, touching into them uh, all the time. But no one's really picking them up. It's not what people go out and get excited about, but you should because they're still damn delicious. I love it. I love it. So, what are we going to crack into first? Um, we've already poured it into the glass. We have poured an Akasha... <laughs> Pale Ale, sitting at a lovely 5.2%. Very sessionable. So they've named this one the Freshwater. In a little sexy blue can. Yeah. It's an American-style Pale Ale. Uh, Brewed as Cascade Hops. Just Cascade? Is that what it says? It's all they're telling us. Mm. Really? Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, I like I like it a lot, actually. It's got real old-school American It's definitely, vibes. I was going to say, it's very old-school. Yeah, um, I'm down with that. It's nice coming back to a bit more of an old school sort of vibe with a pale ale. Feeling a cheeky bit of resin in there. We've been... Um, it does oh, have a cheeky bit of resin in there. I mean... It actually reminds me... Um, like, if you put this in my glass and told me it was a pale ale, but didn't tell me where it was from, I'd be like, oh, okay. It's like something from Stone, maybe, yeah. or something... Do you remember when Stone had a pale ale? Kid. <laughs> <laughs> um... Something from San Diego, like San Diego. San Diego. Wales. <laughs> Wales. Um, I can't not say it if someone says San Diego that way. Um, yeah, it's got massive US West Coast, like lower West Coast vibes, San Diego. It's a baby West Coast. It's delicious. Yeah. Look at that lacing. I'm really enjoying it. So this one um, has come from St. John's dis- um, Craft Distribution. Yeah, they just drove well. this around the state, I think. We yeah. we picked this up, we paid for this. Um, but it's super delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I grabbed this one at Cool Wine. Bang. In the fridge? Criterion Street. Kept cold. Boom. In the fridge. Delicious. Thanks, guys. It was right next to some Corbin D's, which I wasn't ready to pick up yet. But... Oh, we got to get that Corbin. Yeah, it's been... It's a very hot it's still pretty, release. Very still pretty fresh. Controversial drink- double IPA. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is. It does divide some people. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I really fucking dig this. Yeah. Why is no one great. talking about Akasha? Um, yeah, like the first thing I first Akasha I had was the Mosaic IPA and it blew my mind. Ah, uh, that was great. That was, that was absolutely really solid. Bill enjoyed it as well. I remember. Ooh, Bill did the photo shoot with that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Bill drank the whole thing. He didn't give me one drop. Do so we have any more of these cans or just these two? Just the two. Oh, okay, that's awkward. Mm. Or we can get more. Yeah, so what, this is, um, I mean, a lot of pale ales, you know, have been going down that tropical pale sort of vibe lately. Bring back this old school this shit. This plenty is of swat- citrus and pine. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, Cascade started it all, really. Like, I mean, your classic West Coast That's why Americans beers. want Cascade hops all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, Cascade was the thing that really kick-started the whole citra movement and all that, like... You know, the original C of the three C's, Citrus, mm. Centennial, Chinook. Is it Citrus, Centennial, Chinook, the three C's? Yes, that would be. I don't know. Let's just call them Sea Hops. Sea Hops. From the sea, not from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is fucking banging. I, I'm I really disappointed in myself for not drinking this sooner. Yeah, so am I. Um, and I imagine that's maybe the case of a lot of um, Tazzy craft drinkers. Um, I don't know. The, like This the, is not... There hasn't... You know, Kash has not been a really readily available brew for us on, uh, I think on I mean, a consistency basis, though. I think it's been consistently around for a little while, but I just sort of skipped over it. I don't yeah. know. Like, their label looks super solid. Um, the can looks super solid. But for some reason, I just think I looked at it and was like, yeah, I'm not going to grab that. But, it, you know, pale out too. I didn't really... Yeah, but how often when you... 
look to pick a beer, you want someone's word prior to tell you that you can exactly. trust these guys. Exactly. And especially in Tasmania, you're a little more isolated. You don't have other people vouching for shit then. Mm. And it's a little disappointing, to be honest, but it is something we face. Sometimes well, you just want a mate to go, oh, dude, you got to try this. It's time to lay down the, is it called a gavel or a little judge? A gavel, yes. Gavel? Gavel? Like yeah, a, I'm pretty sure like it's a, a judge's gavel. hammer. Like a judge's hammer. Yeah. Well, I think at Step Bros we're going to lay down the hammer. This is Step Bros approved. Mm-hmm. This is a great beer. I'll just put a lovely stamp sound effect over that right now. Yeah, no, this is a fucking banger. I um, I'm actually a little devo that we shared two cans and didn't get a can each. Um, and Ian just sculled his. So you're happy with that? Yeah, it was delicious. I think that's fucking great. Yeah, I'm I'm one hundred percent down with that. Um, let's do a little bit of sip, skip, cellar. Yes. That's your keeper. Sip, skip, or cellar. Well, it feels fucking good to be back in charge of sip, skip, or cellar. Um, and I'm going to keep it real... What, you didn't like our previous weeks of... Look, it was nice, but I just felt like I lost control for a second there. That's fair enough, man. I thought, well, let's just see what you bring. You have too many segments. I've got to share the load. Share the load! Share the load. Oh, that is actually quite deep. Thank you. I love a good I like that. Yeah, I like that. I really that. like that. that was... Did we just all agree on something? I can't carry it for you. I'm but I can with the mo- with But I can carry you. Lord of the Rings. You know, you know what? Samwise is the real hero of Lord of the Rings. He's the only one who can actually carry the load. I ain't been dropping no eaves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. Sorry. Uh, um, okay. in the moment. First up, I'm going to give you a sip, skip, or cellar that covers one of four options. Oh. It's a little complicated. Oh, I'm... But... Is my brain ready? As a group, the modus cans. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, like collectively? Yeah, the modus cans. Like, not all four, not one, you know. Just in general. Sip. Sip. So you can still buy one of those cans even though you've had all those beers? I think there's a new one, isn't it? No, no, they're all the same. No, but I'm, I'm no, okay, no, no, I'm gonna change my mind. You're gonna buy a three seven five mil can just, just because. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip. I like their limited releases. Now. I'm really hanging out for their limited releases. Um, but you know, I've had enough of their core range where I'm like, oh, I'd like to try someone else's core range. At the moment, that's how I feel. That's skip. really reasonable. Yeah. What do you think, Anne? I'm I'm really on board with Ali's mindset on that. Um, I do want to show him love. I want to drink it, but it is the same beer I've already had. I'm a massive skip on this. Yeah. Um, I like that they've come around to the three seven five mil can. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, they did the big ones. That is dead, except for limited releases, which I think is the right yeah. thing to do. Well, I can be about it and still not want to drink it again. Yeah, so okay. if I go to a pub and see a lineup and see Sonic Prayer or Former Tenant, yeah, I'll probably get around it. Yeah. But if I see it in a 375 mil can, am I going to buy a four pack of it? Look, I'm probably going to go for something else. Yeah. Um, and that's not something else new. That might be something I've already had, but it's just like, to me... If there's nothing exciting on tap, you go to a staple and a core beer. Yeah, but I'm happy going, to get a Sonic Prayer or a former tenant. But when we're going to buy beers now, this might just be us because, you know, we do a beer podcast, but we want to try new things. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely touch on that later in the episode. But I did have a modus today at a venue on the waterfront, and I'm assuming it's not the modus because it was a modus session, and clearly no one... I don't know who reps modus. I don't think our friends at St. John's do. Uh, St. John's Distro. Do they? Don't know either. Mm, don't know. No. Anyway, this venue needs to clean its beer lines. Ooh. Because it was just tasty green apples. Uh, and it was not very pleasant. Oh, uh, okay. But anyway, we'll find out who reps them. 
we'll send some info not to have a go at the venue but just just maybe they've just forgotten or something yeah, that's not the beer I would think. Yeah, keep your beer lines clean, people. Um, all right, so we have digress. Other side brewing, who we have not had on the show. No, we have not. Where are they from? Uh, no idea. From the other side, obviously. This was sent in from a listener. Other side have done a banana milkshake IPA. No. Hell is that? Been there, done that. Well, we know you hate bananas, so maybe that's why the listener has sent it. But also skipping because milkshake IPAs are just not my thing. You're not digging. Even that's though so I'm, funny that you're the juice. Yeah, boy. I'm a bit of an abject lover, but nah. Wow. And especially that you put fucking bananas in it. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, <laughs> other side, you're gonna give him a chance. Uh, banana um, milkshake. You're tempted to say <laughs> I'm going to save it. <laughs> I wanted to have four bana- banana split vibes. Wait, did you say it was an IPA? Yeah. Mm. Skip! Skip it. Um, Good for you. Smart choice. So, this first one... What are you doing that on that? Are you having that? Skip! Yeah, the last, bana- <laughs> the, the last banana adjunct beer I bought was only because the guys knew I'd travelled oh, pretty the far. Yeah. Yeah, the jigs was alright. Yeah, it was, it was good. good. But it was solid. they knew I'd try a long way and they wanted to give me their weirdest beer. And that's okay. Alright. This one, I'm really intrigued to hear what you guys have to say. Three Ravens, who are quietly becoming kings of kings of mini hype slash hate at times. No. Um, you know, particularly through the milkshake that they did. Um, are doing a new version of Juicy, their Napa. Okay. Is, is it going to be better? Juicy Simcoe. I don't know the Simcoe hop well enough on its own to... See, this is the this is the problem. You're such a new wolf. Like, you're a young cub still. But that's Simcoe's a... the original. It's the OG hop. hop. Um, like, know my Citra quite well. Um, you do know your Citra. I know my Mosaic quite well. Um, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of, you know, general beer drinkers are not going to care for a single hop named beer. Can I get mean? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, man. Well, mean with a purpose. I'd drink it if another brewery were doing it. Oh, that is really mean. Yeah. You've got to have a purpose now to back that up. No, I just, I just feel like, um, another brewer could exemplify the style more that's fair enough that's fair enough I just feel like I've had more consistent Nipa out of other brewers yeah um like Three Ravens Juicy I haven't had for a long time I can't say I even remember it no I can't I don't think I've had it no um but Salted Caramel Milkshake we've obviously very much all remember um, interesting. I have spoken to one of the brewers very recently, um, and all the people who are saying salted caramel milkshake, oh, I can taste the fake caramel in it. Zero fake caramel. I don't doubt it. I think it's it was well a very high products. percentage caramel malt that took over four hours or something like that to lauder to to filter yeah. out. Um, no, I think that was actually a well brewed beer. Is just not for me. <laughs> Yeah, so you're a big ass skip. Yeah. I I'm gonna sip the Three Ravens Juicy Simcoe because I'm a Simcoe lover and I feel what like What kind of characteristics does a Simcoe hop have for people at home? Literally the word juicy and Simcoe go hand in hand, but Simcoe Simcoe can have that real pine vibe. Okay. So I don't know how it's gonna work in the a juicy. Danky haze. it can, yeah. So Interesting. I mean, to me, Simcoe Simcoe and, you know, everyone froths on Citra and Mosaic. To me, Simcoe is just as good, if not better, than both of those hops. Yeah. Um, and I remember not being able to buy Simcoe when I first started brewing, and now I can get it, and now no one wants it, and I don't understand that, because yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's weird. I'm definitely a sip, because I am... You're intrigued. I, yeah, I'm intrigued, and um, I've got to have as many good Australian Neepers as I can to compare, um, you know... So, definitely having a sip on that bad boy. Which brings me to following up on the same brewery, Three Ravens 
blueberry coffee milkshake IPA. Skip. Why? <laughs> oh. Word on the street is it works. Who made that? Uh, Three Ravens did. Really? Yeah, so following on from the salted caramel, this is their next category. Oh. Um. Yeah, okay, so I've touched on this before. I'm not about milkshake IPAs anyway, so that doesn't tick my box. Neither are you about coffee um, and beer. <laughs> yeah, that's the second point I was about to bring up. Coffee and beer for me, I just have bad experiences with because there was a particular beer at a bottle share I had and it went it was oh, super off and so it was had this super vegetal vibe to it and now any beer that I have with coffee in it apart from like an IPA style with some coffee um, gives off that same vegetal note for me and I can't shake it so I'm not enjoying coffee and beer I don't think you should put coffee in beer so absolute pass I'm actually like it's interesting because I'm hardcore skipping this one but I do have some ideas as a as a bit of a coffee guy and how they could make this work well maybe they have because I haven't said anything about who they've teamed up with for coffee oh they have teamed up I don't care who they've teamed up with for coffee I think it's all about the brewing that's deep Mm. I like that from a coffee guy too no it doesn't matter who they bought it from I don't believe it's a collaboration I believe they've just bought coffee from someone Mm. Mm. Um, really important a lot of coffee guys don't give a flying fuck (laughs) No, they just probably. Well, that's a fair point. They care about what they're doing, and they can just supply. And a lot of a lot of brewers actually, on the same note, just think they just need to buy a bag of coffee beans, and it's close enough. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I have been one of those who have just wanted to get coffee into a beer, Um, and we didn't because it doesn't work in certain circumstances. Coffee keeps... Well, we could have a whole bloody episode on coffee We, we will do an episode on coffee beers. Um, but that is not this episode. Can I be absent for that episode? Get someone else in. No, we can get some sick ones. No, yeah. Ian can do up a whole bunch of really tight cold brew that we, like, dose onto beers and actually show how good it can be. Yeah. Speedway stat. Anyway, we'll talk about that in some great depth because that needs that's some exploring. I know that we have some fans that love coffee equally as much as beer, so that might be quite interesting. Yeah, um, and good fun. Well, Not thank necessarily you. for me, but yeah. Anyway, thank you for sip, skipping or celering with mm-hmm. us. Very good. Let's We'd love to hear your feedback on, especially those last two, because they tend to be quite polarizing. Yeah, absolutely polarizing, and point a different spears you know so that will be yeah interesting worth talking about let us know agreed what have we got next gentlemen pale ales what are we talking alright so I've just brought a classic fuck that colour um, this is an absolute classic like everyone's seen this the godfather it's all over the freaking planet this is Sierra Nevada. One of my first beers that got me back. Oh, really? I'm racing into craft beer. Even when I was a young boy, I always enjoyed this beer. And that's saying something. When I was a young lad. When I was a young boy two years ago. Uh, so this is a 5.6 ABV. <laughs> what is it? Sierra Nevada. Great Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whole cone, Cascade Hops. Is there, is there any beer more iconic than Sierra Nevada Just Pale Ale? just smells so good. No. Wow. The torpedo is pretty flipping iconic as well. Yeah, when was this uh, Candaroonie? Uh, 16th of the 8th, 19th. So, you know, flip back a couple of episodes, old boys looking underneath. Mm, that's right. So, um, 16th of August, I bet it still, still tastes freaking great. It smells still freaking great. They have something like 800 quality control checks before a can of this can leave the brewery. That's fair enough. They're that big, they can do that. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, and they have to do that. Oh, geez, that's just on point. Hey, Cam Grossman, come on the show. It's just on point, isn't it? It's just as good as it ever has been and ever is, and it's so, going to continue. I don't think I don't think you'll find any beer nerd slash consumer who won't have a sip of a Sierra Nevada Pale and go, "That's fucking good." It's just such a stable product. Oh, I just the only thing that could make this better, despite us being in the completely um, sexy glasses. Where'd you get this from? 
crafty um, glasses. You'll see them in a lot of art These pictures. These are Francoise. Francoise. They are great to drink from. Crafty, send us some. Uh, send us some new glasses. We we've... do. We do love you, Crafty, and they they love us back. So. Um, but yeah, we've been using these Francoise. They're fucking great, but um, you know, we know you got some. New Since stuff. episode one, they've got um different glasses as well for different yeah. types of people. Um, I would love this right now just to be in a dirty pint glass mm. and just be like yelling into your mate's ear over some shit music and just while your feet are sticking to the this floor. is just oh, just frothing. This is bringing just back frothing. some you know a bit of nostalgia for me. It's been a little while since I've had this. To be fair, oh, it's been ages, I and can't. that's that's the issue we run into here and there. Um, these iconic great beers never forget them guys because they are still as solid as they always have been 5.6% yeah ridiculous it's a hefty pale it's great though um this was the first beer I had in my current house I live in yep because uh I moved into the eastern shore for our uh, mainland and international livers uh listeners um so I moved to the other side of the river in Hobart, which is like... It's insane, a, man. It's a big thing. Like, it's a big thing. It's like here. a four-minute drive. Shit. No, nah, dude, it's like East Coast, West Coast. Like, Beer Smalls died over this shit. Yeah. Um, so did Tupac, actually. You know what? You know what? They both died. Um, same thing. Fuck it. Same damn thing. Um, and I moved over, and I was just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're in the house. My old man was helping me move in. Uh, my wife and her dad were helping... Um, you know, we were all just chilling and then we went to get some food around the corner and there was this bottle shop. And I, I looked at this bottle shop and I said to Dad, I was like, let's grab a few beers. Like, let's just see what the locals like. Expecting, ignorantly from me. The worst. Very little from the Eastern Shore. Because I'd looked down my nose at it for so many years. Come on, mate. We're all right over here. I walk in to Shoreline Celebrations and what do I find? I find nine fridges of chilled fucking they've goodness. Got, they've always had great fridge refrigeration yeah. there too. And those double American fridges they had for yep. ages, yep. which now they've emptied one of out and, and just filled it with Tazzy Craft cans. Mm. Shout out to the boys there. Who's in that one? Who's in the Tazzy Craft cans? There's all sorts of great beers there. You got. I know, there's a lot of spotty dog in that fridge. There's a couple of spotty dogs in there. I'm oh, not going to lie. Yeah, there you, go. you didn't yeah, say there was any spotty dogs in there. There might be a couple of little spotty dogs in there. Oh, a little bit more spotty. Oh, dear. Um, no, there wasn't at the time, though. And I remember looking through and just being like, I actually can't believe I'm going to get a good selection like 500 metres from my house. Yeah. And so I grabbed a four-pack of Sierra Nevada Pale just to celebrate the evening and because my old man likes it. A um, couple of founders, mosaic IPAs, and then some local stuff, and oh, what a good time! Just this is the Vatican of American beer. Oh, wow! Wow! This month is that probably profound. yeah. This month is probably not the right time to bring up the Vatican. No, it's <laughs> in relation. Come on, mate! That's, that's old news now. Come on! I thought we've all moved on. Well, no, this, we've all moved on from there. This beer is definitely an establishment in itself. Um, that's what I meant, and that's all I meant. <laughs> I bought. Put it that way. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was doing my US beer tour, I was buying fresh six packs of this. They were like weeks old from the servo across the road from the hotel we were staying at, next to Disneyland, which, for all our listeners. My wife wanted to go to Disneyland so bad, so we went there and we stayed in a hotel that was a children's castle. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard about this. Yeah, Alex, mm. really, my partner, really wants to do that. Um, um, it was pretty rad. I'm going to be real with you. You can see the fireworks from the room and stuff. But Sierra Nevada, six packs were like six or seven US dollars. Wow. And they were like weeks old. It was fucking great. You know what this beer is, though? It's what? Die Hard. Which oh. You may only get into it like once a year which, only... di- which die hard first one. Oh, fuck that's profound that's, you only tackle this it is once not a Christmas beer no it sort of is die hard's not a Christmas maybe this oh, is a this is a beer for whenever you need it oh god that's it's so always going to be there for you that's so profound um, might only be once a year the best it's, it's you, know, you know you've got some mates not really digging their beers from Australia give them one of these show them the real the real deal, I think. Look, if you can get fresh Sierra Nevada Pale, like, I mean, 
This is close to nearly nine months old and it's banging. Yeah, it's fucking scary, isn't it? Isn't that insane? Whole cascade hops just like, yeah. Ken Grossman, founder of Sierra Nevada. Come on the show, man. Absolutely. Don't be... You're welcome to have you. Don't be a coward. I mean, yeah, exactly. We hang out with people like, you know, that Greg guy from Stone. Yeah, that's true. We have... We legitimately do hang out with him. Um, Yeah. Who brought this one along? Ian. Ian, Ian, Ian. You have done very well, my friend. Yeah, it was a nice little blast from the past. It was, it was. So, Um, this is the kind of beer where you would happily... There's plenty of footsies for me. Oh, it's Ali. Oh. Um, I thought this if was you could get a case of this for a good price, bang, straight in the fridge. Yep. And so that's with the thing. Akasha, actually. That's the thing. We're trying to keep things as affordable as possible. This is probably a little bit on the higher end because it is a it's bit of a. Uh, it's a bigger can as well. Four hundred and seventy-three mil can. It's um, a bit of an odd one. It's a um, weird size. Um, imperial pint can. No, metric pint can. Whatever it is. Yeah, American a, pint can. But you know. You spend that couple of extra bucks and grab yourself one and remi- remind yourself of the old times, the simpler times. Um, and you'll well said. And you'll well still said. enjoy this pale ale. It is yeah. still great. And it's got me thinking, I need some more of these in my fridge. Mm. Mm. If this epitomizes the style, Akasha brings it back to Australia. Yeah, that's, that's well said. So, for the pale ale challenge I kind of broke the rule you have a big tongue <laughs> if you can't tell <laughs> we've been really enjoying the pale ale challenge you know and sometimes that's what it's about sometimes it's not about sitting around having a double why are you pouting at him <laughs> um, sometimes it's not about Slow sitting around and having a um, triple fruited sour double IPA um, and, yeah, this and you know been shit tagging your untapped it's about just <laughs> Frothing on a couple of froths or something. Not nights. enough adjuncts. Um, and <laughs> I'm a, clearly joking. A beer that uh, Ali and I partook in quite heavily. Oh, yeah. We used to have a cannibal with this. I forgot. Didn't oh, we? we have a cannibal and we have a six pack. Why did you get a cannibal with this? Because it was free. Uh, because oh. it was a strategic move as well. It was a strategic move. So Ali and I competed in a, uh, a nationally. Um, Ran- uh, not ranked a nationally qualifying uh, barbecue competition um, don't want to turn our own horn but pff. don't want to turn our own horn but we got a couple of fourth Jimmy, places Jimmy if you're listening we beat you in <laughs> Jimmy does listen yeah I know Jimmy I love you we beat you in two categories Jeez, ruthless <laughs> <laughs> no no Jimmy 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 no we owe with s- all his teachings to be here no we owe a lot to him and if you'd like to learn how to cook pork um, we are here for you yeah um, so and, and chicken. at the <laughs> <laughs> oh my god savagery savagery um, love, so, you, love you Jimmy I was just joking Not really. so the reason for our frivolity is because along with the Akasha and the Sierra Nevada Pale we are cracking into one of Hobart's finest which is Hobart Brewing Company XPA so XPA eh, not really in the Pale Ale Challenge but it kind of is it's a little bit extra as my boss would say, delicious. That is. Did you really just say that? Yeah, that is. he would. Oh, he'd be he'd be down of you saying that. Though. No, he's he's very racist. To himself. To himself. But let's yeah. just qualify. We are not at all. I obviously straddle many countries um, <laughs> uh, through my uh, following on papakorea.com and my following <laughs> in the Swe- Swedish brewing it's community. It's a vibe. It's it is a vibe. It is a vibe. Um, I, I'm still really struggling with my um, Korean pronunciation. That's fine. Yeah. We don't need to focus no, on My bosses are Chinese and they love to take a piss. Um, you know why? That's because they're, they're true blue bloody Aussie Chinese. It's because they're white AF. Yeah, but the other thing about being an Aussie is that you take the piss out of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about that. The guys. other part of being an Aussie is getting offended at everything. This is true. This is true. Which is what I was trying to placate. For our players at home, what's the difference between XPA and a normal pale ale? Just a little bit more malt and a little bit more... Well, I had to explain this to someone earlier. It is not that it is paler. It is not weaker. It's not an extra pale Uh, ale. Unless you're some brewers who do go by that. Some people are idiots. 
Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, I, look, it's a it's a fairly ambiguous term, to be honest. I agree. I agree. It I, is very ambiguous. I've brewed. There could be hyphens in there. Look, I've done one help. beer called an XBA before, which was our um, Same. grapefruit XBA. I've done one too. Fruit yep. camp. Fruit camp XBA is great. Um, well, we know an XBA on the podcast mm. to be a hoppier, punchier pale ale. Yeah, because it's not an IPA. No. No. So that's why I brought it along. Because You're sort of bridging that gap between a pale ale I feel it's like IPA. it's like a pale ale, but you want to get a better kick out of it. Yep. Um, so the number one beer in Australia is Bolter XBA. As per Gabs. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but I brought along Hobart Brewing Company XBA because we slammed a lot of these bad boys at the barbecue competition. So people don't understand competition barbecue. You have to drink a lot. To keep yourself alive, basically. Yeah. Those Very, are the rules. Yeah, because you've got to stay up all night. You don't sleep for, you know, all of, well, pretty much all night. You get a couple of little hours of kip. And it's important that you brew, uh, drink really good beer during that time. Yeah, and not high ABV necessarily either. No, so we did smash a, quite a few of the um, HBC filter collabs with Smoking Joint, which is a nationally ranked barbecue uh, team who competed in the Jack Daniels Invitational last year, which our boy Jimmy is one of. Um, we drank a few of their Ghosts. No, not Ghosts, Belenovice. Yeah, it was a Berliner. It was a cherry Berliner based on their 180 out of 180 Perfect point. score. Perfect score at the, basically what most consider the world champs. Barbecue cop. Um, so we drank a lot of those because our low ABV. Uh, Ali got there late because he was uh, doing some shooting photography wise. I was. And was I, just, I just slammed these XPAs like they were going out of fashion. Yeah, super tasty. Um... Really nice hot hot bill on this one. I can't remember exactly what they put. I actually in. don't know what's in there. Um, but it's got uh, definitely some tropical forward. It's probably a little maltier than most of the XBA. Yeah, we've I'm had getting and... so especially really firm bitterness. Um, coming yeah, this, coming off this from you know the Sierra Nevada, it's got a it's got a lot more of a malt sweetness to it. It's um, a bit stickier. Does it feel like? Colorado's little brother. You're getting that yeah. vibe? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in malt bill terms. Absolutely. Like, I know Colorado's a big beer, but this, to me, this has, I don't know, for some reason, I mean, maybe that's just the way HBC write their recipes and brew. It gives me vibes. Mm, it does. Now thinking about it, it really does. Yeah. Anyway, this is a cracking beer. This was one of the top 10 new beers of the year. Um, from Crafty Pint. Uh, I think maybe Spotty Dog and this were equal first. Whatevs. Um, but I know that you all want this really badly because sometimes when you build up anticipation for something, it feels better when it finally comes. It's almost like you wait and you wait and you wait and it gets better. So with no further ado, I have for you. Well, I wasn't expecting this to come back this year. What do you got for us? Big something. Dog. Wow, that's just insulting that you've ruined my yeah. nickname like that. If you're going to come with a question, it's going to be big, I hope. You know, you've got to really hit. Australia is in a beer crisis. Oh. Should we should we wrap this up now? The podcast is done? Or what kind of <laughs> crisis are we, are we talking about? No, no, we can talk about it for a while. I feel like we can survive it. But Australia is in a beer crisis. And brewers are starting to notice... And bloggers are starting to notice. And beer people are starting to notice. We're in a culture of continually ticking beers. And we can see this in America. Everyone wants to tick off the new beer. I've had that. I've had that. I've had that. But we're not supporting the breweries we love. 
like maybe we did when we first started in the culture. Mm. So what I want to what I want to pose to you is, are we becoming as beer nerds and still quite a small section of the market? Are we becoming these tickers who have to tick off every beer? Because I'm starting to see posts from Van Diemen's Beer uh, Brewing who are saying, guys, instead of ticking for this year, why don't you choose a style that you really enjoy and start drinking from that style? Or why don't you choose a brewery you really love and start supporting them? Because if you look at some of the breweries in Australia right now, it's pushing towards the same thing as the Americans where they're chasing hype and they're losing core range. Yeah. And they're getting to the point where are they going to be able to support themselves if they don't come up with the best new idea every month? What are your thoughts? It's a big question. It is. It's tricky because we yeah. Australia's cash flow, like it's, it really comes into like what people are earning. We're spending more and more money on eating out, getting our three coffees a day. Yep. Getting drinks. And uh, I think our populace is getting increasingly interested in different, exciting, what can I publish? Experiences. Exactly. What can I publish that people are going to be interested in? What can I share with the world around me to let them know that I'm relevant? Yep. Yep. So by doing that, if I'm posting the same beer week in, week out, just smashing my furfies all the time. If I'm drinking the same beer every day because I'm supporting a brewery I love, it can be anyone. I could be supporting Hobart Barinko by buying har- like cases of Harbour Master mm. as used mm. to be custom. Like you would go to the bottle shop, you would get a case of your carbon draft, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You buy by the case because it, it was cheap. You'd have it in bulk. You'd have two a night and you'd go to bed. However, people want interesting. They want to be able to share it. And the core lineup is not keeping people engaged anymore. Mm. People don't want to drink a core lineup of pretty hardcore pale ales, IPAs. Like, no one wants to sit on that one beer for a month when the base ABV is no longer 3.5, it's 5.6. So a brewery is shooting themselves in the foot here by releasing a beer... And, you know, putting out something that's 5.5% as a pale or 6% as a pale that's punchy as fuck because they're trying to get your attention. I don't think it's... That they can't hold anyway. I don't think it's the brewer's prop... I don't think it's the brewer's fault. I think it's consumerism has moved forward. And I think brewers need to get more creative to keep their business viable. So, Ali, you're a hype beast. How do you feel about don't this? Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, it's hard. So it, and I mean, I've got to look at it. Part of your role is to try new beer. That's beer. the thing. Like doing a beer podcast, we have well, we don't have to, but we choose to try lots of different beers. Um, but something that's sort of been ticking in the back of my mind in the last couple of months is like, what are my personal core beers that I would have in my fridge all the time yeah and I think I sort of need to revert back a little bit to that when I'm just having beer by myself um there's beers that we obviously reserve for this podcast and um you know the cellar is something we've not really tapped into yet um and that's a very special thing um but I'm I've noticed that I've been buying as many different types of beers as I can as just a general consumer in my own time and not without even thinking. Um, and I think I need to sort of readjust my thoughts a little bit more and get that sort of core lineup. And that's why we've sort of been focusing a little bit more on these type of podcast episodes as well. You know, yeah. the pale ales and, um, you know, I think sours could be a... You know, a a staple as well. Um, I think a sour could be a you know a core range beer for a lot of breweries as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I think um, Solace really pushed for that with the peach Berliner Weiss. Yeah, the peach Berliner was great. Same with um, um, Hayward. Yeah, so it's not necessarily um, 
you know, core range is dying out. It's just maybe readjusting your core range so it's a little bit more approachable for any type of consumer. So um, having a sour instead of like a, you know, two pale ales or, you know, something very similar. Drop one, put something else different in and then be a little bit more experimental from there. That's how I think it should go, leading forward. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's a very tricky question. Well, it's it's tough because even we identified before as a group um, in our sip, skip, and cellar section, Modus just drops a new three seventy five mil canning line, and they're all solid beers. We all own that. We all like those beers at a technical level, mm. but we all said we'd skip it. That's why I was very excited to drop that in the sip, skip, or cellar uh, cellar because. I knew I had this question for you. Um, and it's interesting because there's such an Instagram culture around being out and it's such, it's become... Yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's... I think Instagram has become almost as much as a uh, leader slash dictator of what consumers want in beer as Untapped has. Um, and, and, and when I say that, I guess I, I'm thinking that um, that's what brewers have visibility of even though the craft beer market in Australia you have to still realise there's only 3 to somewhere between 3 and 5% of overall beer sales so we're still fighting a very uphill battle but if the craft brewers are all fighting over the newest hot can and the newest freaking pineapple brute uh, soured goes to IPA you're fighting each other instead of fighting the bigger picture, which is that craft beer needs to push to the level that it is in America, where it's you know upwards of 13% of overall beer consumption in a mm. massive consuming nation. You know what's funny, though? If you think about all your own personal social media accounts, um, and I, I think I can safely say this about both of you as well, and myself, the beers I end up sharing, and I believe you end up sharing as well on mm. your social media... They're not beers that are necessarily one-off. I know the beers I end up sharing more often than not. It's a stone... Like, granted, it's not local and core lineup, but it's a Stone Ruination, which I've already had 10 times. It's uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, yeah, which I've had yeah. dozens of times. They're classic. They're hardcore beers for beer lovers, but those two examples are offshore. Um, I'm sharing that I'm drinking Hobart Brewing XBAs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, we sort of touch on that as best as we can with your shower beer um, segment as well, that we want those beers always to be approachable and easily accessible, not literally a rare once, you know, it might come out one month in a year and that's it. We yeah, want those yeah. to be approachable and easy to get. And it's, that's... It's why very, we have that section, you know, regularly on our Instagram and it's Facebook. It's very easy for shower beers to become us flexing on hype that we can get because we've got a giant fridge and a cellar full of hype. Um, and I feel like that's what most Instagram beer bloggers try to do is like, here's other half, here's you know, Goose Island to an extent, here's this, here's that, here's Boat Rocker. Yeah. Trying to show that, oh, I can get something that you can't. Um, on, it's all about the flex on the socials like looking back on my own like as you say I've got a picture of my dog with a Merbrew single hop can um, I've got a picture of Arrogant Bastard because that beer inspires me I've got a picture of some Pirate Life stuff when it came out and other than that I've kind of got like a few pictures of my own stuff a Dale's Pale Ale Millennium Falcon because it's but, banger like Clint we also know that you drink rare beer yeah. You drink incredible beers, one-off releases, but you've not posted a single one of them there. I think, I think, yeah, I've posted some French champagne. Um, but I think in terms of... Tell us more about your Clover Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Shout out to Clover Hill, sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> sort out my subscription. Um, I, yeah, I think it's one of those things. I found this, um, this question... I think to me sort of came out the other day um, because I ran out of my shambles beers. So we talked a few episodes ago about how 
I got a four pack of uh, Shambles Summer and a four pack of Shambles IPA. And they were just really super fucking solid beers. Um, 500 mil cans, like exactly what I need after a hard day at work, you know, chilling on the couch, you know, by myself or with my son. Um, and I ran out of them and I looked in my fridge and all I had was like hype or things that were interesting. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, I'm like part of this problem, so to speak. Well, often the beers in my fridge that I don't touch are the weird one-off releases. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the same. I feel you've got a you've got a massive hot fridge downstairs. I've got the biggest probably hot fridge out of all of us here, mm. and um, it's really, great. And I go down to the fridge all the time here. And look at the fridge and go, oh, I can't touch that. I can't, I can't touch I can't that. drink Because, you know, that's for the podcast. That's for the podcast. That's for the podcast. I'm like, oh, what can I drink? I've literally got like two things in here I could maybe drink and get away with it without mm. them knowing. Um, so that's been a big issue for me. What do you mean without them knowing? Well, I don't know. I get frustrated at myself for buying these incredibly hype beers, but then go, oh, that's... That's a sharing moment. That's not a me moment, and that's what you sort of have to look at. Yeah. Um, and I think this was what that's a, this question is about. This question is about. There's nothing wrong with turning up at you know, cool wine or turning up at hot vine and celebrations at the Abbey or celebrations at Shoreline, and buying a regular six pack. Like, yeah. That's totally fine. You don't need to share it on Instagram. You don't need to check it on Untapped. You just need to really enjoy it. Yeah, um, that's right. Beers for the people. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, so what are you guys going to stock your fridge with after this conversation, if it's hit a nerve at all? Because oh, you're gonna, still going to have lots of hype because we have to yeah. as a as a as a podcast collective group. Cool. Yeah, gonna... My my hype beers tend to go straight into the cellar. That's just a yeah. that's yeah. just a line in the sand I tend to draw because I. I want the things in my fridge to... I want to be able to grab it and drink it at any time. Granted, my fridge is often full of double IPAs because that is just what I like drinking. Yeah, I love drinking And that's okay. However, if I've got just like crushable beers, which I just want to share with mates, um, like, I'm not being sponsored to say this, but it's it's Hobart Brewing Co's XPA. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to be probably getting a case of Akasha Pilar. Yeah, that's yeah, a bang. Off, off the bat. That's a super tonight. bang. I, I, like, I'm still a bit sad that I slept on that for so long. Um, and something for me that really sparked my interest and got me back into pale ales, and we touched on this a couple of episodes ago, is the sauce. Oh, sauce the for sauce. Me. Um, I, I remember when I messaged you that we're going to do, I wanted to do a pale episode and something like, super to... solid. You're like, where do I get sauce? Yeah, I'm just straight away. So that's something for me that I want to have regularly in my fridge. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, save those special hype beers for, you know, sharing moments and have something for yourself. Or it doesn't have to be something new every time. I that's that's right. the message. Um, but, you know, like we're the biggest victims because we literally need to stay up to date quite often. Um but I think it's been awesome to do an episode where we just literally slammed like quite a few pails. Still looking forward to a draft episode though. Hey, Furphy, send us some. Uh, send, send us. Some, send us some cases. Just we got the money. Just one case, I think, is fine. Yeah, just send us a case each. I would drink we'll as just, many as they. Send I would us. rather all the merch you guys have. Yeah, send all us some. F- send us some know, shit. I merch. think our merch rivals theirs. Mm, wouldn't be hard that's Um, a good point send us send us a couple of cases and like one of them will just like put adjuncts in Um, one will put some copy in because that sounds fun Um, that was a mistake (laughs) no but Furphy if you really do want to sponsor us um, you can you can get in touch with us by um, (laughs) getting the fuck out of our DMs (laughs) oh my god oh jeez I think that'll do it for the night um Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, just a little bit of a reminder, give us a rate on the podcast app. That is um, super handy for us. And it's super helpful. gives us a little bit more exposure, and it's really good, and you guys have been doing that, so we're super appreciative of that. Check out our Instagram, Facebook at Step Brewers. Buy a T-shirt. Buy a T-shirt. Also, the suggestions that have been coming in for episodes are 
fantastic. We are lining up your suggestions. So the episode with the guests that a few of you suggested, you know who you are, are coming. So keep shouting out what you want to hear. We're listening. We're trying to be and as responsive as we can. So Hit us with the hard questions because then I get to do a sexy hard question intro. Yeah, that was a good question, Clint. I guess you can keep your segment, unfortunately. Mm, Damn it. See what I did there? Yeah, I get you. Very good. All right, we're nearly nearing uh, episode 20. We'll get there very shortly. But we'll see Jesus. you then. Jesus. See you for episode 19, guys. Laters. Bye-bye.